let's get it. Hey, listen to this song though. She never been in San Diego. Rock that. Yeah, you guys don't even understand. But she wanna ride my horse. I listen to this man on the regular. She never been in San Diego. New song out. Skin clean. In the charts, Flash. baby. Killing the charts Routine. right now. Water. Hey. Hey. See my hey. hey. Big heart, small little booty. Let's go. You're just taking time for you. Hey, this this hit right now. You need a little vacation. Over 200,000 views on all your friends went to streaming to platforms. I did my due diligence. You just want a little room. Hey. She never been in San Diego. Killing it, bro. But she wanna ride my way. She hey. never been in San hey. Diego. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I just wanted to give you guys a little preview of what's going on. And you know what I'm saying? My boy Eamon in the building. What's in case you on? didn't know. What's going on? What's going on? What's Superstar going on? San Diego. Hey, trying to be, trying to be, trying to be like everybody else out here. Just, just blessed. Blessed hey. to be here. Hey, if you guys didn't know, man, let me tell you something, bro. I just want to, before I even get started, man, you know how I do it on, on every uh, show. I like to give people their flowers, man. And um, I just want to say, bro. Um, I've been a fan of you for a long time before I met you, bro. So, Love. you know, Love. Shea Butter? Shea Butter Smooth? Shea Butter Smooth? Bro, I don't care. No, I'm trying to tell you. I put it on my stories. I've been bumping that song forever. I mean, a lot of your songs I've been bumping, man. You know, I've been, been you know, just, just playing repeatedly on Spotify, bro. You know what I mean? I bet, bro. If you see a lot of crazy views going, that's me, baby. Hey, that's me, bro. Hey, I appreciate it, man. That's that's real love. That's me. A lot of people won't even tell you that they listen to you and just kind of give you some weird eye or some weird um some weird interaction. So um then yeah, I appreciate that to the to the utmost. And yeah, appreciate you for, you know, I want to give you your flowers too, man. You know, you you really one of the only people out here that's really doing what you're doing and really giving a place for people to create. Um, and just being a one-stop shop, it's not, you know, you know how some of us do where, you know, sometimes they open, sometimes they not. Yeah, bro. Last yeah. two years and then close and, you know, it's, it's, um, really a, a breath of fresh air to, to, I feel like you're leading. I mean, you leading, you leading this charge. Um, yeah, man. Bro, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just a number, uh, ordinary guy. Just like I said, a fan of my guy here, you know what I'm saying? But you know. Bro, San Diego's a dope location, man. And I, I just wanted to be, you know, a resource for people like you, you know what I mean? But, like, you're an asset to the, the community, man. But I just wanted to, to shine, you know, have a, a resource for the up-and-coming artists in San Diego, you know what I'm saying? Because we got a lot of dope talent, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like, I've been bumping your shit forever, my guy, you know what I mean? And I feel like you got a crisp a crisp sound, a really universal sound. People, can, anybody can, uh, you know, listen to your music, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and love it, you know what I mean? Thank you. Before we even get started, you know what I'm saying? Like, when did you start doing music? I started doing music in 2000. The, mm, yeah, I think, the, no, it had to, yeah, it had to be the, uh, like, August 2010. 2010? Yep, I broke my heel skateboarding, and I had nothing else to do for, like, three months. So, and a homie, uh, Tab, or, or no, Reggie, mm -hmm. he had a studio in his house. He's like, bro, I got a studio. Just come, come record. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then that's how it started. That's crazy. So you just started. Um, so when did you know, like, okay, man, I'm good at this, bro. Like, I got some talent. I got, like, you know, I can yeah. make a career out of this. Uh, it's probably 20. When I was graduating college, I was just like, I don't want to work for nobody. 
oh, this music stuff is like, this is really fun. Yeah. And plus I had like, excuse me, I had a, uh, oh yeah, there you go. It's yeah, all man. good. Yeah, I had a, cool. I had a big, I had a kind of big song in 2012 that was kind of big in Dago. Um, actually some people may hurt. You may have heard it, may not. Um, but it was called Let's Get Active. Mm. And, uh, it was like a little party song. You Google it. it might be out there. Yeah. Uh, I would say this a top five. No, I'll say a top. Yeah. Top five female rapper did steal that song. Wow. Um, stole you, your song. You can go, go look it up. It's there. How, how did it steal the song? Oh, I, I don't even want to get into it in terms of like, I'll t- I haven't even, when I blow up, I'm going to have a conversation with that person. Be like, look, I don't want nothing from you. Let me tell you something before you even you go any further. Don't be talking about when you blow up, bro. You already blew up. Hey, yes. Yeah, hey, I appreciate that. But my mom still got a job. So I got to make sure when, when she don't have a job, no one be like, hey, hey, let's talk about this. I respect so, that. But I, respect I, that. I know how it works. So it's like some people have writers and they bring stuff in. But yeah, we. I got a conversation for somebody who's uh take you off here. But yeah. Somebody and I gonna have a nice conversation. So damn, bro, I'm scared, bro. I'm scared. Oh shoot. Oh, you know That's the name. Deep. You know the name. I know the name too. Oh, hundred percent. Or hold up, hold up. I'll That's show, crazy. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, hold up. I'm gonna see what these. Hold up. I'll show you. Oh I, man, we about to get it live on right now. When I when I and I'll show. There's a whole like we got a whole case. I mean, are you serious? So it's a oh, serious thing then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if people know, if you know, you know. Um, mm. this uh, yeah, that girl right there. No way. I'll just talk to you later. Yeah. No. It's, it's blatant. Like, oh, 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 oh. I Let me it. tell y'all something. <laughs> That's going to be a check. <laughs> Everybody knows that person. Yeah. That's going to be a check, my guy. Yeah. Holy Every, smokes. Everybody... Everybody knows, but in, in due time, I think she she's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm not even in, but I'm not in it for the check or whatever. Like, I just... It's like I, I don't I don't want to come into the I don't want to blow up off oh hey so and so owes me money like who wants that like you want to come you. in you want to come in off your talent and your merit yeah I feel that's you. it so um your style is pretty dope man it's very unique to San Diego San Diego got like a style you know what I mean like the more like gangster rap I'm stuff like aware. that you know and it I said this on a couple other interviews bro like I feel like everybody's copying everybody else's style but you have your own unique style which I feel like makes you stand out more. So what it contributes to your style? What do you get your style from? Um, I get my style from God, first and foremost. Let's no, go. A little politically correct answer. Let's now, go. Um, I get my style. I just, so growing up, I was like a big fan of like 50 Cent, okay. Tupac, Biggie. I love, I love music with like heavy bars and stuff like that. Like a lot of the like heavy West Coast stuff, which is where I feel like um, a lot of the San Diego music comes from, which is amazing. Mm. Um, this comes from like a gangster kind of gangster rap type of scenario situation, which right. makes sense. You know, you got all the OGs and stuff. Makes complete sense, but for me, um, like I didn't grow up in the hood, so it was like I couldn't really rap about the things they was rapping about or try to rap in that type of style because not that's not really the environment that I am from. Did I grow up around it? Of course, you know, right. like right. well, not every black person, but. Most of us is just we didn't grow up in them neighborhoods, but we was always around grandparents, friends, so on, aunties, uncles. So it wasn't like I was disconnected from the black community whatsoever. Um, but I was just like that type of music is not really what aligns with what I want to do. Mm. Um, you know, what I'm saying if I get, you know, I'm not trying to be in no mixy situations because that's just not who I am. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm trying yeah. to preach positivity. Um, obviously, I got a story, but I'm not trying to be in anything that I don't need to be in. And the music that just resonated with me the most was music that was real and kind of just not saying that music is not real right um 
just the music that was kind of more uh, made sense to me seemed mm. to be like situations that kind of everybody could relate to or like I right. felt like it was very like relate like the stuff that related to me is like dang that's cool like damn I'm going through like oh he grew up without a dad me too like damn mm. we're you know damn his mom worked ten jobs mine too yeah damn. we we all here trying to figure it out and trying to figure dang he he grew up off peanut butter and syrup sandwiches me too mm. so it was just like being able to really connect with people was the biggest thing for me um and just kind of making my own sound um. We- what you did though, what you did though, and it's kind of it's kind of weird though, because in the black community or hip hop community, I can't even say black, I feel like we gotta. I was watching some other day, and they were saying like a lot of these rappers are lying about like you know where they where they was brought up and raised because they you know they want to paint that narrative, yeah, and people will, you know gravitate towards that narrative because what, that's what we all do just to you know sell ourselves, yeah, you know what I'm saying it's kind of weird though, you know what I mean no, that's kind of weird, and and I get it, people want to. Fake it, see, make it, and all that right. stuff. But I mean, it's like at the end of the day, you got to know what what comes with that. Like, if you want to, sh- if you want short term success, some of that stuff may work. Like, right. It, it may, you know, you may not like where you're from. Like, <laughs> hey, you, yeah. you may not like that area, or you may have a terrible, just like your life was at your worst point. So every time that city come up, you may not, you may not feel, you know, you may not feel great. Um. So I can't blame anybody for where they claiming to be from or where they want to be from, but. I know I'm from San Diego, California, and, and that's and that's that. I'm I'm not about to lie right. and say, oh, I'm from L.A. because I moved. Nah, like I'm from Dago. Like, right, right, that's that's it. Right, that's it, and that's what it's gonna be. And uh, we gonna we gonna take over the world. This ain't no switch up. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think it's also because they can tell a, st- a story as well. You know, what I mean, you can yeah. kind of, you know, you can tell the tell like you know, you got shot down nine times, so yeah. you can write about that. You know, what uh-huh. I mean, then people. Because we are from harsh environments. A lot of us are from harsh environments. And a lot of these raps are from harsh environments. Yeah. And we can relate to it. Um, but, you know, it's hip hop so diverse these days that you can, shit, you can say anything. You can talk rap about anything and people relate to it. No, nah, 100%. Days. And, and, and the thing is, that's what you're supposed to do. But then you're just supposed to double down on those people. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed to find, keep finding those people that really relate to you. Because, um, I mean, it's people that are trash that are doing great. Right. But they were so relatable. And found the people that wanted to listen to, to them, like Ice JJ Fish. It, hey, no disrespect, brother, but your music terrible. Um, <laughs> um, but he was so consistent and found the people that wanted to listen to his music or laugh at it because mm. it was, you know, I guess I can't even say it was terrible. It was comedy. Mm-hmm. He found the people and um, he doubled down on his fan base. So. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I've been listening to your music a lot and you, you talk about a lot of the struggles, you know, coming up as an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I you, you do mention, you know, one of the buy a house for your mom, mm-hmm. things that things that you, uh, you know, uh, the struggles that you that you're, you know, going through as coming up an artist. So, can you tell us some of the things that you know has happened to you, like some of those uh, like bad moments that you had coming up as an artist? Yeah, I mean, your adversities just, that you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a thousand of them. I mean, we've done shows where there was literally more people on stage than in the crowd. Damn. Um, yeah, Pete, and, and the person, one person in the crowd tried to walk out, and my homie Big Zach, he's like, nah, play, you need to sit down. Because mm. literally, literally like three of us, me, A1, Zach, and three, out in Oceanside. So it's like, I've done the shows, but nobody was there. And we still mm. going to go just as hard. And guess what? We're going to get one or two fans because somebody had to turn on the lights, and uh, somebody was in there. So, uh, I mean, there's been a thousand things. I've dropped songs that didn't get notes nobody listened to. So Damn. been there, done that. Um, it, it's just a thousand. We didn't lost money pretty much everywhere. Uh, I, I mean, mm. and yeah, we lost money pretty much everywhere. Probably signed some deals that we probably shouldn't have or 
did some shows with some people that, you know, they weren't honest with the numbers. Like, anything and everything has pretty much happened to us. So it's like, but it's cool, though. You just learn from it. Like, if you love what you do, if you're passionate about what you do, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you know that this is all just stepping stones to get you to the greater place that you want to go. 100%, bro. You know, one thing, too, I'm glad you mentioned that, bro. Like, I had some lot of crazy adversities, even building the studio and in my life, bro. And, you know, those those bad times, bro, is like some of the best times because you learn. Yeah. You learn through those 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 adversities, bro. You learn. You you have to learn. You have to learn. And that's that's all you if you if you're not learning from it, you're wasting your time. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's what I was just seeing. I like you just got to keep learning. And, um, you know, being an artist, I realize that artists are terrible with finance. Mm. And a lot of not even like you can do what you want, say what you want. But like a lot of us are like bad with finance. Like the number things is a whole nother situation. So it's like understanding that portion of it, too, is like if you don't understand finance, you pretty much are going to get screwed over by somebody who understands finance. 100 percent. You hear that a lot. Yeah, and it's very it's it's not even like this artist stuff, this whole music world is not hard. Mm. It's it's really simple. Like, but people try to throw in uh things that just don't throw in situations or they'll throw you like a, a little obstacle so it'll throw you off and you'll be like, Oh yeah, man, I, I get that now. Like, hey, like it's not that deep. Like if you sign in a deal, just go look which like if, if you sign a deal, just what's the interest rate? Mm. If somebody giving you some money, you're gonna have to give it back plus the interest rate. Okay, cool. If you got your credit up, now when Def Jam wants to sign me, they they not are they not fighting with Def Jam and like Universal and everybody in Sony. Def Jam is fighting with Chase too, because I got good credit and I can get the same loan from Chase with a way better interest rate. And they don't own my music for 50 years. They only want 10%. Mm. So it's like just learning these little financial nuances it can be very simple but 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 question though for you so did you learn a lot of this stuff from your adversities though do you learn from your mistakes yes i learned i learned from my mistakes for sure um that's where i learned all of it from it's just like you make so many mistakes and i learned from other people's mistakes too oh did you hear that hey that's a gem right there (laughs) yeah hey you repeat that because even from business like that is a key that people don't understand. People learn from their own, like, you know, uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. But the way you, you know, you know, get ahead faster is learn from other people's experiences. Yeah, uh, I learned from other people's experiences. Yes, I learned from their mistakes. Like, even on TikTok, I seen, um, uh, I seen somebody that was posting, like, five times a day, but they was posting comedy content when you're, you're a rapper. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I know that posting a lot works, but if you posting stuff that don't got nothing to do with, what you're actually trying to do is not going to do anything. Mm. So it's like, if you're a rapper, rap on TikTok. Don't go be a comedian. If you want to be a comedian, do comedy. <laughs> and, no, and nobody's going to ask, like, nobody ever told LeBron James, hey, bro, to get better at basketball, you need to go post on social media. Mm. Or, like, you, to get better at basketball, you need to, like, m- make your own jerseys. Like, nah, just go play basketball. Yeah, Same yeah. with music. Go make more music, post that music. I think it's simple. See, that's like that's a very complex subject right here. <laughs> it, it it definitely is deep, but it's like a lot of people get thrown off on. Oh, I don't know what to do. It's like you gotta go back to if you are working, if you are in the music industry, make your music better. See, one thing about you though, I I had in the, in the, in the subjects in to talk about, and we should talk about it now since we're talking about business. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of artists. I know a lot of artists, not just musical artists. Even yeah. even can be photographers or whatever it is. 
a lot of people are really versed and very, you know, educated on their art form. It could be photography or a good rapper or whatever it is. But there's when you want to make money at something, you got to learn business as well. Yeah. And one thing when I first met you, I seen how you moved. You moved in a way that I never seen other people move. You had a team around you. Yep. You know what I mean? Pay it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see it. You know? Pay it off. Yep. Pay it off. Pay it so off one thing I, I love about how you move is like, okay, you got a videographer. You got somebody help you with the, you know, the finances. You might have some, uh, uh, DJs. You have a collective of people helping you as a, as a, as a, as a movement, right? To achieve, achieve things. How'd you learn that? I, I didn't. I um, I, I didn't learn. I mean, I, I didn't learn it. Um, like I got obviously the core team, but um, what happened was uh, they just saw me working. Mm. That was it. Like literally, like when I tell people, like, oh, it's just the music. Like it really be just the mute. Like in terms of like. People will really come, people gravitate towards you when you put in the work. Like, that's that's literally, the law of attraction is real. Yes, sir. A1, my DJ, and like, we call him the Swiss Army Knife because he just handles everything else too in terms of on the ground, boots on the ground. Um, three, I, w- I met three, we was going out to drink one time, and that was a funny little story. And then three came in, and then, uh, but it all happened on around the time I was dropping a song a week. I did that for a year in 2016, mm. August 7th. Uh, 2016 to uh, like September, like 7th of 2017 or whatever. But anyways, yeah, I just, I met them. I mean, it was just all natural. Mm. And then we meet Max and then she helping out with photos here and there. And then, you know, just kind of the whole team kind of comes together. And then there's been people here and there who kind of just help. Everybody's still around and still helping out when they can and stuff like that. Obviously pandemic changed the things it shouldn't have in terms of like me personally and like, you know, the pandemic shouldn't have stopped anything. Like you're right. just supposed to adjust. Like the best teams know how to adjust. Like I hate to see people, oh, complain, I don't want to post, I don't want to post, bro. It's like this is a new this is a new this is a new generation. Like mm. this is a new era. Like business change every five years. So it's like, what is a taxi driver to say to Uber? Right. Y'all y'all had the taxi for ten for fifty thousand years. Right. And you telling me somebody in San Francisco just, hey, I'm gonna just give this job to regular people. It's like you got to adjust. So like mm. now taxi drivers may do Uber as well because they, um, cause of the business change. So you, right. You just have to adjust with your business, you know, you, and obviously everything's not going to be the same, but like if people are making adjustments, people are blowing up, people are changing their lives. So you yeah. can't, you can't be like, Oh, well I did this in 2010, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 You stay stagnant. That's what you're going to lose every time. Right. Um, so how did the, the p- pandemic hurt you? Um, it, I don't know if it hurt me. It was, it, well, it helped and hurt. Um, I was in a, a little situation that I came broke. Mm. Um, and so I was down like six grand Ooh. about to be homeless again. So I had to figure that one out. Damn. Um, so I started driving Uber and Lyft and then mm. I drove Uber and Lyft for like 18 hours a day for like three or four months. And then I got a job February 24th of 2020 and then the whole world shut down and then I was working at home on like... March 30th or March 20th. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So in the span of like five months, I went to driving all around Southern California to like working at home. It was mm. beautiful. Um, but yeah, the pandemic, it was just like during that time, like that was the time to really get good at social media. Like interesting. What else was we doing besides drinking too much alcohol and, you know, just scrolling our phones every day. So that was a perfect time to really get good and get your bread right. I did get my bread right, but I messed that up again. So um, it happens. But that's what we do, though. That's what we do, man. We get some money and we reinvest into ourselves. And sometimes Definitely. we win, sometimes we lose. Yeah. And we lose again. Shoot. You can win again, too. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Like people don't understand that you are the business. So you got to invest into yourself. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes no matter what, if you, you know, sometimes you, you don't lose it. Sometimes you're going to win it. You know what I mean? So it's a gamble. Very plain, plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I love about you as well is the, your marketing, mm-hmm. you know, you know, how you market yourself. So right now you dropped a lot of content, a lot of reels. Yes. You're always like, you're always on top of the marketing. Like, can you give some people some tips and in, in, in ways to market themselves as, as artists? Yeah. I hate doing it. So, <laughs> uh, take it from me. I hate doing it. Um, you have to be consistent and literally you have to be consistent I don't know. The only tip of advice I would give y'all is try to shoot batch content. So what that means is I know some people get it. A lot of people may not know batch content is you set up, you go and shoot 25, 30 pieces of content a day mm. or not a day, but like in that one setting. So I know if I can on Sunday, it take me about two hours to shoot and two hours to edit. And I can have 21 pieces of content. Mm. That 21, okay, cool. That's three. It's obviously seven days in a week. Right. Um, seven divided by 21 is three. So, boom, you got three pieces of content a day. And so what you, what you do with that is now you don't have to keep waking up and shooting every single day mm. to then edit and bring stuff back out, so on and so forth. And the real plug is go get you five different T-shirts or, I don't know, go get, go get seven different T-shirts, shoot three clips in that T-shirt, switch it out. Whew. Okay. It, pay it off. Yeah, it's very, I mean, but you got to make, you got to figure out what works for you. Call up a homeboy, homegirl, pull out your camera or pull out a phone. I mean, but it's like, it's so many people with nothing that's doing great. I mean, it's, it's so many ways to get it, but I would definitely say shoot batch content for sure. Cause, um, it's going to save you so much time, um, in terms of trying to pull out things and get like trying to put, y'all know how it is pulling out a camera. Yeah, and yeah. trying to just like uh, gotta plug it in, make sure. Oh, the battery's not charged. Okay, gotta plug. You know. Yeah, yeah. Gotta edit. Sit. How long I want to sit here for? Type up the captions, but I do all that stuff. So, dope, dope. So, um, what about? Can you give me some advice that you would give an up and coming artist? Like right now, you're a very you know seasoned artist. Now you, you like I say you've been through a lot. What would you give some advice for up and coming artist? Yo, being consistent in the studio, record. Be mm. consistent in recording. Mm. I have nothing else to say. You are in the music business. Everything will follow if the music is great. Now, you can be a content creator as well and really create mad content around the music you are making. Mm-hmm. But you got to know what you want or what you're looking for. Because some people, because you can either, nowadays you can either do, you can be a content creator and make music and make a killing. Or you could obviously focus on music a little bit more and make content around that, which the music is your content. So, mm. Um, I would just say be consistent in recording and don't stop recording and become a just uh, a gym rat or a studio rat. Studio rat. And, and studio rat doesn't mean you got to go somewhere. You just mm. need to be recording. I have a studio in my car. I got a studio at my crib. And now I got thousands. Like every city I go to, I have a place to record. I can record in my car at any time. Mm. But that's because I love it. Now, I'm speaking to people that are, you know, that really want this. Like, right. if, if you suck somewhere right now, you're like, dang, I don't know. Like, if you really want this and you really want to make this your full time, like, you want to make this your everything, you have to be consistent. And I would say uh, hyper, hyper consistency in recording. Larry June said he does three hours a day. I think that's perfect. Damn. If you, you know, but if you want to be like him, you got to take what he's doing and then double it. Do an hour more than he does. Yep. So you do four hours. Because guess what? Larry June is crushing it. Right. And if you do all the work that he does, then you'll be at least half of where he is. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I was I was about to say if you you know there's no issue with and like you said earlier, I have no issue with people copying people, but you have to copy the work ethic. You don't mind people copying? Do you mind people copying your style? Copying no. you? No, because they got to copy the work ethic. So you can copy me. You can go take San Diego and remake it, but I bet you can't make another one. You're right. You're right. I like that. Um, one thing I also know that too, man. Whatever you do, you gotta be obsessed with, man. Like with me, with my with, with from my uh, experiences in life, bro. You whatever you're gonna do, you gotta like you gotta dedicate your whole life to it, bro. You yes. gotta be obsessed with it to, be, to get good at it because it's so much. Everybody's good at everything, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Every there's a lot of there's a million good rappers. What's gonna separate separate from everybody else? Mm-hmm. Number one thing is your style, and it's gonna be your work ethic, right? You know what I'm saying? And because yeah, no, hundred percent. That's all I believe it is. Because people gonna fall off. Like everybody's yeah. not. Everybody doesn't care. Yeah. Um. Everybody doesn't want to be. You know, the biggest artist in the world. Some people love doing the local thing. Like, hey, I just want to be here, make my little music, go home. You know, and I'm gonna work my job, and that's just that's that's what they. I mean, we live in San Diego too. Right. It's beautiful. Like literally, bro. I'm in Jamaica couple weeks i'm like man dago special because it looked like it was parts of it obviously not the whole but it was like this this remind me of dago yeah like yeah i'm not even like it's it's bro it's paradise here that's true people don't understand that people come here for vacation <laughs> man man i would i'm telling I'm, i get it i yeah. get it man so yeah it's just you really gotta love what you do 100 percent you know another thing too when you love it bro it's like not it's not a job man so you, yeah. it, it'll force you to you can work 10 times harder because this, this is what you love to do it's not like you know you're not forced to come in there and record all day and, and be like oh dang but like now i remember i used to work 12 hours and i felt like it was 24 hours back in the day now i got my own business and this is what i love to do bro mm-hmm. 12 hours feel like a six hours right i can work for 16 hours home and it'll feel like it's, it's eight hours oh, because yeah. this is what i love to do you know what I mean? So I think you got you got to find that passion easily. You know what I mean? Become obsessed with it. And that's why I was up till five a.m. last night, like uh, crushing it, recording five songs. Mm. And my boy Cash, like, are you, like I mean, that, that's just me though. Like I just I love I love just making music, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I love to do. I'll probably do it again tonight. Let's um, go. Yeah. All right, your dopest verse, your your craziest verse that you ever wrote, bro. That you be like, okay, that came. I, I spit that. What's your craziest verse? Um, man, I have no idea. Okay. I don't think I've written it yet. To be completely honest, Ooh, okay. Um, are you really happy? Might be one of my my favorite verses that I've written, both the first and second verse. Just gotta feel like there's so much game in there and mm. so many gems, and just it just came from a real place. Right, right. Um, just talking about so many different things and just talking about women's rights, but just also like what what the hell are we here for? Like, you know, do you, what do you want? What do you really want? You know, are you truly happy with yourself? Right. Um. You know, just talking, I'm talking about taxes and just everything. Just, you know, I made a hundred thousand dollars from a job when I got taxed thirty thousand dollars. So you tell me, the harder Damn. I work, the more money y'all get to take from me. Mm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously, I'm here for my community and got some some great stuff coming. But it's like, it's just it's just the whole world is kind of like in this crazy, crazy funk and just everybody pulling from everybody and stealing and taking. And it's like, man, you you really got to be happy with who you are as a person. And if you can't do that, then it's going to be a long, you know, I feel you. It's a long road. I feel you. Would you say that's one of your dopest songs as well? That, uh, yeah. Well, I would, let me rework that. Yeah. I want to say this, not dopest songs. What's what song that you wrote, that you wrote or, you know, you perform whatever you, you're doing that means the most to you. Um, probably, uh, lately definitely means a lot just cause, uh, I got, I got, uh, yeah, I definitely got fired. Uh, 
I've been fired from like 18 jobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, I mean, I, yeah, I wrote that song the day I got fired I'm from mm. another job. I remember that one. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. And it's like, yeah, I got fired. This, they just, I took a day off to go do some music stuff. And it was like, yeah, you're, you're done here, sir. You're done, buddy. Wow. Or they didn't even say that. They said, hey, we won't need you for a few weeks, but we'll give you a call if we need you. I was like, oh, damn, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So I'd have been through the whole gauntlet of jobs. So and no matter what, man, all that adversity you go through, you figure it out, bro. Yeah. You figure it out easily, easily figure it out. Cause you're not dead. Yeah. So, mm. so you recently, um, relocated to LA. Yes. Can you please tell me why? Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll be real honest. I'll be real honest right now. Uh, it felt like the ceiling in San Diego, we was at, like, we was hitting our heads on it. Mm. And it felt like there was more opportunity in L.A. Just for, in terms of, um, you know, it's like you can only play in the college leagues for so long before you got to go to the NFL, right? Mm. So it's like, mm. and it's like right there. So I'm like, let's go play with the big dogs out here and see see what happens. See what they're doing. Okay, mm. I get up there. Oh, the music is not as good as people up here. Really, really. Swear to God, it's not. It may be good, but it's not as good. Okay. 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 The, the engine. No disrespect, but like, okay, the engineers up here was a little, little better, a little crispier. But why? Because that's the standard. Mm. If you a Rolls, if you got, if you buy a Rolls Royce, you don't take that Rolls Royce to Honda to go get it fixed. You take it to Rolls Royce. Right. So if you're an artist, you're an actor. Where where's the only place you could really go? Hollywood. So if you're an artist. You know that's the, the artist capital of the world, pretty much. Where else could you go to really sharpen your sword? Yeah, to really get better, right? To I really agree. grow. So that's that's how we felt. I mean, I'm moved back to Dago at some point for sure. When whenever the music thing take off, but it's like I'm still in Dago all the time. So it's not like I really dipped, and I'm still here. I'm still active. I'm still present. So, um, but yeah, it was just like let's let's grow this. Let's not keep this so. And half the team's still here. So yeah, we we. Ain't, Doing the show next week, so so you're just expanding your options. So when you yeah. moved to LA, you say the quality it was even worse or better or um it was more. There's more people doing it, mm. so more, you have, more resources. There's more resources, but more competition. So you got to be better, right? You can't just put out a song and it be okay. Mm -hmm. But it's like then when you put that song out now, now you fighting with people that's like you know iron sharpen iron. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, so I know, I heard his song. His song, he was dope. He was, I was in the studio. He was real dope. I never really heard nobody spit like, oh, he crazy too. Mm -hmm. Now I got to go harder because I'm not competing with the folks in Dago that I maybe seen for the last five years. And we kind of all still in the same place, which is fine. But it's like, I'm trying to elevate. Oh, he did that. He, boom, wow. Wow. Oh, he went crazy. Okay. I got to go crazy on my stuff. Then now that I'm in LA, I can make a song about going to San Diego. And it's great, but it's like, it came from, me talking to people in other cities and just getting out and seeing the world. Right. So now I'm like, oh, she ain't never been to San Diego. She trying to ride. She trying to ride my wave. Mm. Boom. We got a song. I mean, that's not how it came up. But actually, I was about was to close. say <laughs> that was close to it. But it's just like it's the concept of you got to leave to really see and understand what you need to see. It's like if you only in Dago, it's like you may feel like the top dog for whatever months that is. But that may really not. That's that may be really a top dog in your city. But it's like. If it's not leaving the city, then it's like you're going to get complacent at a certain point because you're like, I, mm. ain't no competition. Like, right. you know, I'm 
who I'm going to keep making better music for myself. So it's like, you got to go see some, make them connections and then bring it back to your city and really see what they've done in other cities and, you know, bring it back to your city. So that's kind of, that was always my thinking. Like I got, you know, got, I want to start a, you know, I want to have a paid off story out here at some point. Like I want to have a small concert venue. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, like nothing right. more than like 50 people, but I see it work so well in some certain cities. Like it's like, Oh, these things are like forcing people to interact with people, interact with people. Now we, we building something. Cause I've been to the, the venue a lot. Some of the venues are older venues, but they was just, it was so awkward. And it's like, Oh, you got a big space and like mm-hmm. somebody way over there. And, somebody way over here and it's 20 people here and this is like a 300 person venue so that that was always something that I, i've seen and want to bring back to san diego for sure so would you say that would you say moving to san diego kind of helped your career because you like you said that it forced you to be uncomfortable and it forced you to step your game up and in and rap harder because the competition's greater over there yeah 100 percent. and it, it's like um there's nothing wrong with san diego san diego's amazing they got everything that la got for sure mm. um studio prices is definitely a little bit different out there but it's um i mean just just various different things but I, we did a whole bunch of san diego we did a we did a show at arts and rec and that was like 400 people came through to that mm. um so we i mean but we done shows everywhere did sold out north park observatory did a show there um did a voodoo room that was sold out. That was beautiful. Observatory sold out. Wow, um, nice. Sun House of Blues. So it's like, it's not really. I mean, and unless we do it ourselves, it wasn't really too much. Like we felt like we'd been at every Queen Bees and underground show, backyard hmm. show, in the lawn, outside of the lawn, in front of the store, inside the store. So it's like, okay, cool. And let's try to let's get up to LA and see what we can do. Mm. That was really what it was. That's where Shea, Shea Butter come in, came out of moving to L.A. And there, there's a few few songs that came out of moving to L.A. for sure. Well, that's my favorite song. So, you know what I mean? I'm glad you moved to L.A. But I'm glad hey, you're back, though. Hey, yeah, I'm all, I'm, I'm always back. And it's it's like, uh, well, we just on a work break right now. We just on a, you know, work work break right now. So I heard yeah. that. Um, So, question for you. Um, One thing when I listen to, I, I ask all artists this because I wanted this. These conversations, we learn from these conversations. Mm-hmm. And... The more we learn, the more we talk about things, we get to grow. You know, learn from the learn from these conversations, right? So, right. when you hear like I've watched like No Jumper and other shows and stuff like that, and when people mention San Diego, it's like San Diego don't get the respect. Why do you don't think people outside of you know San Diego don't respect us? Uh, well, it, I think it comes down to like massive hits. Like mm. we just haven't had a lot of hits. I mean, we got obviously Rob Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I mean hits, I'm just talking about like real ma- Like there's people with numbers, and it's like they they maybe just haven't spread like 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 a chill bill spread like mm-hmm. that was everywhere. Like I still hear it. So it's like when you look at like the massive hits and like the massive projects, like we we don't really have too too many that have been like you've heard like you in L.A. or you in like Wyoming and somebody driving by. Um, playing something from like a, a, a somebody like a flashy B or a Rossi rock or right. You know, very, various different artists or like a little weirdo or a Hardini or whatever. Like you don't really hear us in, in spaces outside of our city. So it's like people may be like, dang, I don't, the music is dope, but they may just not know who X, Y, and Z is. And we really haven't had that. We haven't had a consistent, like four or five people get popping mm. like real life going on tours across the world so on and so or across the country world so it's like i think once those things start to happen it's got to be more than one person though mm. it's like if it's just one person 
it can go up and then it can go down or like right. kind of fizzle out. And then it's like, well, we need, we need it. Like if four or five people is popping in once, and I was like, wow, San Diego was really like, look at Toronto and nobody wanted to go to the Toronto before Drake. You just, you got a point there, bro. You got a point there. We need more consistency is what you're saying. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's like, it's not the music is bad. I guess it just needs to, we just need more consistency in terms of when something blows up, we got to have stuff ready to go to like, you can't have one hit. I like that. You got to have the like multiple, that. the multiple, the multiple hit after hit after hit. Um, Ray Schremer did a great job at that when they came out. Like I go down the list, but it's like great projects, but it's like they got to get to the masses. And, you know, mm. I also think that like I understand people, oh, independent versus major label. Like I think that we do probably need a couple people to go take that major label kind of hit, mm-hmm. but it go well, like it go really well. Right. Like, oh, he came out with three projects. It was amazing. They had marketed the city everywhere. Now people are like, the world is like, I got to focus on San Diego now. Right, right. So I was going to ask you that, like, what's what's the, what's things that, what do you think we need? What yeah. do, what do you, what resources oh. do you think we need for San Diego to grow? Um, Like, like I said, I definitely think we need a, a definitely a, a couple of venues that actually care about um, in terms of like performance. Like, mm. I, I think uh, we, we have, a, there's a lot of old stuff here too. Right. I, I think that may be part of like, man, I've been in that. I've been going to this venue the last 15 years. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go to Porter's Pub again. Um, or like, you know, so I, I definitely think the performance venues, there's some new studios popping up too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just went to Soundwave, Sound, Vibe Sounds. I don't know. Okay. I think uh, they out in East County. But that was dope. They got something good going on there. Um, it was cool because like, we, don't, we ain't never really had a studio that we could go to and then run into people. Right, right. So I think that's that's beautiful. So like, it's just like, obviously the music, um, is, music is key, but it's, it's spaces like that that's going to change stuff because we we have to collaborate more mm. um, as well. But that's obviously everybody got their own thing going on. But collaboration is key, I think, in terms of or collaborations that matter because it's like yeah, we we uh, you you got to get into new spaces like like well but, but other artists or other more mainstream artists. Uh, what was that? You should. You think we should cl- collaborate with other bigger mainstream artists? Uh, yes and no, but it's like we got to collaborate with each other. Mm. You know, it's gotcha. like how how many how many people are on your your project? Like not even from like if you from if you from you know Imperial Beach and you do music with only people from Imperial Beach, that's cool. But all y'all probably got the same fan base because San Diego ain't that big. Mm. So if you from Imperial Beach, you may need to do a couple songs with some cats from Escondido. Right. Right. Or they mainly do some stuff with some folks from City Heights, Southeast. You know what's funny? Like I, I had a, a producer on here, and that's what he was saying. Jacob, he was saying that um, the politics, the Senegal politics, kind of keep us separated. He said, "Well, you can go to other cities, and you know, no matter where you're from, you know where you know what you affiliated with, or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is, they don't care. They just when it's time to get that bread, it's time to get that bread. But in San Diego, yeah. we kind of." Play the yeah. pol- political game. Well, and nobody, kn- I realize this, nobody really knows each other. Either. What mm. I mean, I've I done some deep dives, and it's like, bro, a lot of us ain't really ever had more than two conversations. Mm. Like, if you ran into a, a dude at a show, bro, love your music, da-da-da-da-da, but it's like, that's pretty much the end of it. Like, it's not, it's, it's a lot of these conversations are kind of starting and ending, mm. and, pe- and people are collaborating. I'm seeing more of it and stuff like that, but it's like, I think people don't understand the value of collaborations is you're, you do collaborations to expand into a new fan base. Mm. If you're doing a collaboration with somebody with the same fans as you, 
it may not make sense. So that's why I say if you're trying, if you, if when everybody's yelling collaboration, it's got to be things that put you into a new market. Yes. So it's like I could do a remix uh, of San Diego with somebody from San Diego, but that doesn't necessarily put me in a new market. Now that's not for everybody, but like yep. we have to stat like we're trying to establish as a city, as a culture, yep. like we fucking dope. We've been fucking dope. Like yep. we need the world to know about us. How does that happen? Okay. I see. Like, okay, let's say, um, give me a name. Um, let's say Ryan Anthony does a song with somebody like, I don't know, uh, Deontay Hitchcock in Atlanta. Like, yeah, that's big. Cause now people in Atlanta are going to find out who, who Ryan Anthony is. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, let's say, um, me and let's say Rossi do a song. We got a couple of songs in the past. Let's say we do a song or something like that. That puts him in a new fan base because, uh, I don't know. He, I know he's of a certain descent. I yeah. don't want to disrespect nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if he he's got his fan base that they all may be one have one culture and we got another. Yeah. So we're able to cross cultures. It's like, oh, no, oh, that's dope. That's yep. ill. Now yep. they can say, oh, that's ill too. I can go respect and listen to his music now because I aim in the game the cosign or whatever case. Not even that, but it's like that's literally what it is. So us, we literally have to make collaborations that make sense. But also I know too, it's like, Oh, that's my big song putting him on there. He didn't really do no work, but he, I don't know if his fan base is real or da 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 da. da. So right. <clears throat> it, it can get tricky, but I think that's one of the bigger things is like, but people got to understand why they're collaborating. Yep. You're right so, though, bro. You know, even in business, cause I love business, bro. When I learned that too, in business, mm -hmm. That's why you see Supremes collaborating with, uh, you know, Louis Vuitton or Gucci yeah. or whatever like that, mm -hmm. because you hit it on the head, bro. Because when you when you collaborate with that that one organization, two organizations, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you get their fan base. Right. So it expands your fan base. Exactly. So that's why a lot of these big companies are, are doing a lot of collaborations. Mm -hmm. So you're saying take that same business model concept and it's applied oh, to 100 percent. Like, you know, man, there's a whole. Look at Bad Bunny. I think Bad Bunny's from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. But we we right next to Mexico. And, and the folks that are in Mexico, I think the correct term is Mexican. But if you're doing a song with an artist from Mexico, and mm -hmm. you're saying Bad Bunny's from Puerto Rico, but just to kind of uh, the Spanish, uh, I think it's called, I don't know what the term for, but you got music that's like in reggaeton Spanish. Yeah, reggaeton. Um, it's like, that's a whole new fan base. Absolutely, bro. That's a whole new fan base. So it's like, it would be kind of smart of you to even do a song. I think, you know, do a song with somebody from Mexico. Like that's yep. dope. Like yep. that's ill just because it's like, you're going to get new fans from, and they're going to have your fans. Like, but it's like, you know, we have to do more of that stuff or Hey, working more with R and B artists mm -hmm. or because, you know, her singing fans and your rap fans is too, maybe two different fan bases. So it's like, yeah, you know, doing things with different people just, I mean, but Supreme does stuff with Louis Vuitton cause that's street wearing. That's high fashion. Right. Two different merging, make it happen. So, bro, you're smart, man. I appreciate you even sharing that knowledge. A um, uh, couple more questions for you. So, you're doing a lot of touring right now and um, and doing a lot of shows right now. You got a show coming up on February 10th. Yep, and then the you want to talk want to talk about that more? Yeah, so far sounds so that's how uh, Brent Fires blew up. Um, Jack Harlow blew up. Mm -hmm. Yeba blew up as well. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people blew up from there, but those are the, those are the ones they sent in the little email. Today, um, <laughs> um, but there is people I really respect. Um, yeah, we got Peppermint Club in LA February 26th and in New York March 1st. So, yeah, so it's your thing right now. You're trying to get out there and expand, um, and do a lot more shows, travel yeah. a lot. That's what you're trying to do, do doing whatever I can. Um, yeah, because it's like we 
we just know that the real the live fan base thing is real. Um, or yeah, just we get most of our fans in, in mm-hmm. real shows. So it's like just making sure that we we perform wherever we can. Um, and yeah, any tip to any artist? Um, I don't even know. I should be saying whatever. I'm saying anyway. Um, please get the data from any show that you do. Get mm-hmm. as much data as you possibly can. Because that data, I'm gonna give some real game away real quick. Ooh, oh boy! Hey, we need to charge for this, baby. We yeah. need to charge for hey, this, my hey, guy. I'm charging. No, no, no. This free, <laughs> this free, this free game. This free ninety nine. Um, but so the data portion of a lot of these shows, and it's like I see people talk about stuff all the time. Most people don't know anything, but whatever. I don't either. But take this for what you want. So if you're doing a show, and let's say you're doing a show in San Diego, and it's coming up, I got a show next week, so. What we're starting to do now, because I had a, I got in an argument with somebody. I'm like, oh, well, like, what what's going on? And I, I need this. And I was like, you know, wait a minute. Let's just get the data for the show. Mm-hmm. Because I heard so many people talking. I was like, let's get the data for the show. Because I noticed when I did shows with other people, they wouldn't give me the data. I was like, this is getting funny. And I've asked like five or six shows from last year. They wouldn't give me the data. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Um, So then this last conversation, I was like, get the data. So then what I did is started to build an algorithm. Because I, oh, algorithm is algorithm that. You got to know how to use the algorithm. So what I did is I got I went and got the numbers from Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Instagram, and TikTok. And I said, okay, boom, where's uh how many listeners do I have in San Diego and all these cities? So I got like 200 on Spotify, 300 Apple Music, 700 on SoundCloud. About 5% of my following is from San Diego mm. and about 5% on TikTok. I added up the numbers or whatever, got a number of like, let's say 1,500. So then we have a show with So Far Sounds. It's like, hey, we need the data. So we promote the show. When we get the data back, we'll say, okay, 35 people showed up mm. to the San Diego show. And then we'll do the same thing in LA. Mm. Let's say 27 people showed up, but our score in LA is, you know, 1300. So then once we, once we do enough shows, which we're going to, we can then say, okay, so if we have add all these numbers up in this city, this is how many, um, this is how many people came out. Right. So if our score is 1,500 in San Diego, we'll get 25 people every time. If it's this in L.A., we'll get. So now when brands come to me and be like, hey, we want to do a show or somebody wants to do a show with us, we can say, hey, we have X, Y, and Z. This is the score for this city. This is how many people we know we can bring out. You see, that's what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, all oh, this is business. <laughs> Analytics. Literally. And it's like, and they tell it, and people hear this stuff all the time, data, data, data. It was right. like, you have no idea like how to really use it to your benefit. And it's like, mm-hmm. now I can, I can talk to a showing deep. I can say, okay, well let's see all this. And then, you know, let's talk about it and give me these numbers. And we'll, we can calculate and say, okay, well it looks like you might only be able to bring out X amount of people in X city. So we know what we can bring, but because we have all the, we have a whole algorithm and now I can go to brands and say, Hey, I know I can get this many people to a show um, for free. Da, 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 da. Let's do something. That's crazy, bro. Like everything is like I say, man, you you got to have that business behind it. You want to make money. Yeah. You got to have a team behind it or you got to have right. somebody know what they're doing behind it to push that business because it's mm-hmm. at the end it's business. Right. And I think that's where a lot of these artists miss it, miss it at. And mm-hmm. you are really like on point with it. That's the first thing I noticed about you, bro. The I way you moved. It. I appreciate it. You man. moved different, bro. I appreciate it. And we and we learning too. like for a long time. I had no merchandise. Yeah, man. Forget strange, bro. You know how many people pay ten dollars for a T-shirt? Yeah, it's crazy. Twenty dollars for a T-shirt. Yep. How many? I think you get a million streams is five thousand dollars. If you sell, if you sell fifty T-shirts, I don't know. I'm not about to do that. Yeah. But if yeah. if you sell fifty T-shirts at ten bucks, that's five hundred dollars. One percent. Yeah, it's five hundred dollars. So it's like, but I think that's almost. I think that's like a hundred thousand streams. Right. So 
But you're not about to tell me you, ain't, you can't go to a show and sell no merch. You can't sell no merch. You can't put no butts in seats. And you don't believe all that other stuff. Yep. Yeah, like one other thing about business, bro. Multiple source, uh, streams of revenue. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's one thing I messed up at when I started this business. I focus on one uh, mm-hmm. one stream of revenue. Right. And but when that thing dries up or something happens like COVID or something or the pandemic. Yep. Bro. I was I was hurting, so right. that's what I learned the most out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You need multiple stro- uh, streams of revenue. Yes. That's what you're doing right now. No, definitely. I, I definitely believe in multiple streams of revenue. Um, I also believe in building your branch too. Mm. I feel like sometimes people try to branch out too early. Right. I use LeBron as a good example because like he just he just do great stuff and it's easy. Mm. You know his branches his branches basketball. So he built that tr- he his trunk is basketball. Mm-hmm. Now his his tree is full and then he start acting and. Right, doing wine and beer and you mm. know all the other extra stuff. So I was like, I say, get your um, yeah, just get your tree stuff. But also too, in the financial world too, a lot of us like we don't prepare for accidents and stuff. Like mm. as black people, we were not raised like I mean, so shout out to all three of y'all that was really <laughs> like y'all parents is just so great at finance. Shout out to y'all, man. But most of us being black and just being in oppressed communities and just the uh, the psychology behind a lot of us didn't really you know we didn't thing to say because we was trying to struggle pretty much for the most so then when we get a little money shoot, let me go get a little chain or something like you know and then <laughs> you got money so i had to learn like hey if i can't buy it three times i don't buy it like you know um yep. Yep. you know building you know learning how to invest you know get you six months of rent saved up before yep. you go on vacation or you know if you you know making sure you you got it like you got to build nets for you so a lot of us moving out here and literally one accident away from possibly being homeless. Like, That's facts. That's facts, bro. So it's, 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 it's real. It's real out here, but you know, we learn it. Sure. So I was listening to, a, I was on Instagram the other day and I seen this, I, I seen that Snoop Dogg don't own any of his music, my guy. And uh, so the only way he makes music, uh, make money is from like touring or doing mm-hmm. anything outside of the, you know, music. I, I mean, it's, it matters how it, it it's all subjective. So it's like, he might not own any of his music, but he may have got paid two, three hundred thousand, two hundred, three, two or three hundred million for it a couple of years ago, and didn't talk about it. Like that's mm, true. It, it's all, but it's all about what you know. No, you got to know business. You got to know finance. So, some people may say, "I'll sell all my catalog. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but I know I'm gonna make way more money over here." Mm. So it's like I can sit, I can sell this money because I don't want my family in thirty years to have to go chase down that money. Mm. So it's like may he may t- he may have taken a hundred mil or I don't know about him, but he may have taken that hundred million and got it and just gave it, you know, he got it somewhere safe and I'm hoping, you know, so on and so forth. But it, it's all about knowing knowing finance and knowing business. So how important are how how, how important is owning your um your catalog or your music? How is important that to you? How important is that to you? To me, it don't matter. If you're not making no money, it don't really matter who owns it or not, who owns it or not. Mm. Oh, I own my man. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Just, ain't making no money. So, like, <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. maybe you're doing yourself a disservice. Now, um, I think it's very important, but it's like, it's business. So, it's like, if it's not making money, why are you screaming that you own something that's not making no money? Mm. Like, be honest. Be, tell the whole story. Yeah, I own my masters. My masters have made me no money. But so there's somebody, there's a bunch of people right now. Hey, I gave away 10% of my business to this company and guess what? I triple X my uh, revenue on my masters. Mm. It's just business. So it's like, there's a lot of facades in music. You just got to really set back and say, okay, you know, as a business, yep. okay, what's bringing in money? Yep. 
okay, we own our masters, but it's been six years and we made twenty dollars. So yeah, who who are you like like you not living off that? So it depends on the value that you have with, yeah. for those masters. That's what you're saying. Exactly. So master- you have value in it, then then you can say, okay, I can own my masters. If you don't have any value, then it's yeah, completely and, different. And, and you can say that. Keep keep saying it. That's awesome. I think ownership is beautiful, but you got to know that. What what are you saying that for? Are you saying that because everybody else said it? Mm. Because it's like if you look, if you pull back the curtain and see somebody only made twenty five dollars over ten years, okay, you own your masters and you're not happy. Mm. So it's like owning your master and owning your masters still. You can give up thirty percent. That means you still own the masters. Every business took a loan somewhere. Like every Amazon took out five hundred thousand, or like every. Every big business that's here today took out a loan from somebody usually. Yeah. And it's like, you, you may not own it, but you may have, you may have everything on, you may have given up your ownership for three months, but Hey, you have a plan to pay it back. Once you pay back your 10%, now you got a hundred percent. So it's like, does it really matter if you own your masters? If you have a plan, you know, so on and so, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I mean, I'm in my field is more like the MMA, you know what I mean? UFC, they sold 10% of their stake. To like you know to the you know Middle East whatever it was you right. know what I mean and that ten x their business because they want they got billions uh-huh. of dollars back exactly. so they can reinvest in their business to help it grow exactly so what and so if they didn't do that ten percent you still at the same spot you was yeah and so that, I think it's music the same way but people don't really talk about it like that like I'm like man this this shit is so it's it's just business but it's sexy it looks fun it's a fun business it's fun as hell but it's like sometimes you just gotta make it simple. And like, okay, well, if we if if they offered us a hundred thousand dollars, what's the terms look like? Okay. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. only oh they only they only want ten percent when we pay them back, we free and clear. Oh, that's not a bad uh, that yeah. sounds like an interest rate at the bank. <laughs> oh, and they say that they want okay, well, oh no, they want it for fifteen years and da 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 da. Oh, I don't know about that. That's 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 strange now. That's that's predatory or whatever the case may be. So I feel you. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? What's you gotta um What's next for you in 2023? What's your goals? What's your plans? Put out a bunch of music. We got projects dropping. I don't know when they're coming. Uh, they're done. I just don't know when they're coming and what shape they look like, but something should be coming up very soon. So um, there's a project with Cash Made the Track. There's a project with my boy Nine Five. There's a project with my boy Miles Bell. There's a project with Drew. Um, there's a project I produce myself. Well, I pretty much produce everything, but project I just produced myself and... Um, yeah, did I forget anything? No, that should be it. But there's definitely five or six projects that are done. Dope, bro. Dope. So, so last question, bro. Go right any ahead. future any future collaborations? Who do you wanna who's your dream collaboration? SZA. Ooh. SZA or Rihanna for sure. Actually, I don't even care about collaboration. I'm gonna just I wanna get in the studio with people and like pick their brain. Mm. I just wanna have conversations with people. I don't, I don't even really care if they hop on the music or not. Cause at the end of the day, I'm like and being in LA, you get to see and meet people. Like I have a next door neighbor, um, who is uh very well known. Mm. Um, it's like it's LA, so it's like you run into these people, but you don't really get to. You see people all the time at the store and so on and so forth. Um, but it's like you don't really get to see somebody unless you like at the crib and like see who they really are. Yeah. Or like in the studio, and so like I think them some of the most vulnerable spots. So. Uh, probably SZA. I mean, I wanted some with J Cole and Kendrick at some point. I can see that, bro. I can um, see that for sure. Drake, Drake's a big uh, inspiration of mine, just because I study the I, I study the people who who do the best, not mm. the not the local superstar. Which is, I mean, I study them too, but it's like 
Yeah. He don't he he not showing me to, he not showing me what I need to see or I'm not I, I like seeing the, the top dogs. That's who I aspire to be like. So it's like I'm gonna study them. You need to learn that, need to learn that blueprint. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not the product; it's the process. So, ooh, that, that's the song too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Let them know, bro, man. I appreciate you, bro, for coming on, man. Like you know, what I'm saying, like, like once again, bro. Nah, I appreciate you. I appreciate. Yeah, any, as soon as you said a word, I was, I was here. So, um, anytime, anytime, man. Bro, like I said, I'm a fan, 100 fan of your work and a lot of your music. You know what I mean? And this is a treat for me, bro. So it's like. I love this, man. I love to have these conversations with you, man. Like, nice. love love what you're doing. Um, do you want to give any shout outs or anything like that before uh, we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, shout out to the team. Shout out, you know, shout out three. Shout out, shout out, the, shout out the queen, uh, Taylor. Shout out A one. Um, you know, shout out, shout out the whole team. Shout out Janelle, Sammy. Um, who else? Who else? I mean, I talked to the gang. Shout out Steve. Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out Cash as well. Shout out Drew. Shout out Miles. Um. Shout out moms. There's a whole list of people I can go down. I ain't stopped doing these. Shout out everybody. He's be like, why didn't you mention me? Man, uh, I'm missing the people I talked to in the last three hours. Uh, who did I talk to today? Shout out Lives. Uh, but yeah, it's a gang. I can shout out everybody. But I mean, shout out the homies and, you know, um, yeah, shout out Sam, shout out Drew, uh, whole home team. So, oh, yeah. I'm on Courtney Hendo, man. And like I said, this is my boy, Eamon. And check out his new music. He has a song out right now called San Diego. Bro, it's tearing up the charts, man. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you check that out. Support local artists. Support goat artists. Support good people. Yes, you know what sir. I'm saying? Uh, once again, this is my boy, Eamon. And um, Courtney Hendo, Hendo Podcast, featuring on Un- Unplugged. And we will see you guys on the next one. <laughs>